I love to sit and look through those holy pages And read about the eternal rock of ages See all that God has done, the battles he has won The great prophecies unfold In every book from Genesis to Revelation I see his loving grace and this great salvation Brings courage to my soul, for I know he's in control. I believe every word is true. Yes, I believe every word that he said is true. I believe he'll do exactly what he said he would do. How I love his precious... It's time now for the Teaching Timeless Truths radio broadcast with Pastor Roger Walton. So get your Bible, a pen, and your Bible study notebook as we journey through the truths of God's Word And now with today's Timeless Truth, here's Pastor Walton. Psalm 121, Psalm 121. In our trilogies, when we were looking at the sets of threes and this three sets of five, the last Psalm, 120, would have been the Psalm of Trouble. This would be the Psalm of Trust. And so what we see here is he says, I will lift up mine eyes unto the hills from whence cometh my help. So we see that he's trusting in some help. In verse 2, my help cometh from the Lord. So we see he knows where to go. Let's take a look, before we go any further, at uh, the book of Psalms. And uh, there's like 40 references in the book of Psalms to the word help. Just Just in the book of Psalms, let alone the entire Bible. Let's just take a look at a few of those 40. Psalm 20 and verse 2. Send thee help from the sanctuary and strengthen thee out of Zion. It's in the middle of a sentence. Psalm 22:19. But be not thou far from me, O Lord. O my strength, haste thee to help me. Psalm 27:9. Hide not thy face far from me. Put not thy servant away in anger. Thou hast been my help. Leave me not, neither forsake me, O God of my salvation. Psalm 33:20. Our soul waiteth for the Lord. He is our help and our shield. Psalm 46:1, a great psalm, Psalm 46. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Psalm 94:17, unless the Lord had been my help, my soul had almost dwelt in silence. We see that there's a lot of verses in the Psalms. Now, there's a verse in the New Testament, and the word help does not mean their uh, aid in the sense of this word, but it's, it's closely related in that it is something that helps aid a ship. And it's the, the word uh, helps, which is used in the book of Acts. And those helps were thrown around the ship, which then they would tighten the ropes up, and it would pull the ship taut so that it could bang into the waves of the storm and stay together. Well, that same word is used in Hebrews chapter 4, 16, where it says, Let us therefore come boldly, based on the verses above, which is seeing then we have a great high priest, and it talks about our high priest. Let us therefore come boldly, not cocky, but boldly, unto the throne of grace, where we may obtain mercy and find grace to help. The rope system of God's aid, where he puts that rope system around us and pulls us up close and says, I'm not going to take you out of the storm, but I will go through the storm with you and hold you together through it. So hang on. Here we go. And find grace to help in 
time of need. And my friend, if you're needy, you can find grace to help in time of need. What you need to do is you need to go to the one who is the one who can help you. The only one that can help you. And he's the one that you need to be a part of. Now, as we look at this first one, let's just see what's going on in the situation. I will lift up mine eyes. First of all, I see the person. The person is the psalmist. The psalmist says, I'm, I'm going to do this. And we see that he is going to enact his will. He is willing to do something. I will do it. I will lift I will look. I will lift up my eyes. I'm going to take, you know what it says here? It's saying I'm going to take the energy and the time and the circumstances. I'm going to take what it takes to be able to lift and get my help. I know where my help's coming from. I'm going to lift. I'm willing to lift. I'm willing to focus. I will lift up mine eyes. I will lift up mine eyes. Wrong focus can get you in a lot of trouble. A lot of people focus on things that should not be focused on. We need to have our lives focused on the Lord. The Bible talks about keeping our eyes on Jesus, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross and despising the shame is set down on the right hand of God the Father. So as we are walking the walk, as we're on the path, as he lights up our path, which we saw in Psalm 119, 105, we then realize that as we look at that light for the next step, that we focus on that step, that we focus on putting our foot where God has said, this is where you tread. This is the place. Step your foot down by faith. You may not be able to see what's going to happen when you step there. That's okay. Trust me. This is the place to step. And when things happen and things come that you're wondering, what is this all about? I will. I will do it. I'll lift up my eyes. I will focus, not on the difficulties, not on the the left and the right side of this path. I will not look at all the uncertainties of life. I will not look at my problems. I will look to the heavens. I will lift up mine eyes from whence cometh my help. I am willing to focus and I am willing to seek the source of my help. And I love that word cometh because it is in the present tense. That's where it's always coming from. The source never changes, and it never runs out. We see in verse 1, looking for help. Amen. Are you looking for help? Well, lift up your eyes unto the hills from whence cometh your help. In verse 2, we see locating the help. Locating the help. My help cometh from the Lord. We must understand where our help comes from and who our help comes from. He lifted up his eyes toward the right place, and he looked at the right person. My help cometh from the Lord. Now, this is personal. This, this psalmist here said, I will lift up my eyes, and he said, my help, in verse 1, and then verse 2, my help cometh from the Lord. 
Now, the personalness is something that we need to get hold of because he's your help. He's your aid. He is your succor. He is yours in your life to help you through each and every situation that you want to get through. And just who is he? Look at what the psalmist said. He said, my help cometh from the Lord, comma, which made heaven and earth. We see that he pulls out the creation, the powerfulness of creation. So what we're seeing here is, okay, we're looking for help and we're locating the help. And we found the help. Now, let's see something here. The word help means to aid or help or a help meet. Adam was made a help meet, someone to aid and help him. The Lord says, I have come along your side to be your help meet. The comforter will not come unless I go, Jesus said. One called alongside to help, the parakletos. God is our help. He's called alongside to help. If he's going to be alongside, let him help. He's got more information than you do because he's all-knowing. And here, it lets us know that as the God that created the heaven and the earth, he's all-powerful. He absolutely is the only one that can help. And he is your helper. He is. My help cometh from the Lord. My help, your help, cometh from the Lord. This is a very strong, potent statement reminding us that God is totally powerful, all-powerful, all-knowing, everywhere at the same time. So he can take care of my needs and your needs at the same time. He can be a very present help for me while he's a very present help for you. That is the beauty of his being God. And thank the Lord he has that ability to take care of each and every one of us at the same time with just incredible individualized care that is second to none. And the psalmist says, I'm looking up. Mine eyes are fixed. I'm focused from the place where my help cometh. I know who my helper is, and I know where my help comes from. The almighty, the powerful God. Then in verses 3 and 4, we not only see looking for help and locating the help, but we see the Lord of help. The Lord of help. He said, Behold, he that keepeth Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is thy keeper. Now, in verse number three, he shall not suffer thy foot to be moved. He that keepeth thee will not slumber. Behold, he that keepeth Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. There's some comforting thoughts in here. First of all, he will not suffer. He will not allow thy foot to be moved. He's not going to let you to slip. You want to go right, you want to do right, you want to stay right, you want to be right, you want to be on the path. He puts that light on there, you step. He will make sure that your steps do not slip. He will be with you. He that keepeth continually guards thee will not slumber. The one who has the guard on you, the Lord Jesus Christ, let me tell you something. He's got his focus on you, and he doesn't go to sleep. Behold, he that keepeth Israel neither sleeps nor slumbers. Verse 4, he's the one who's continually guarding you. He never slumbers, nor does he sleep. Never happens. Why? Because he doesn't need to, number one. He's almighty God. Number two, because he absolutely loves you and wants what's best for you and is doing everything that he can to watch out for you. So we need to come boldly before that throne of grace so we can obtain that mercy and find that grace to help in time of need. We need to do that. We need to make sure that the Spirit of God 
is uh, active in us and we're allowing him free reign because we know that he is the parakletos, the one called alongside to help. And I'm glad that he is. So we can come. And Hebrews 13, 6 says, so that we may boldly say, the Lord is my helper and I will not fear what man shall do unto me. What about that? That's something we need to keep in mind. Behold, God is mine helper. The Lord is with them that uphold my soul. Psalm 54, 4. For I, the Lord thy God, will hold thy right hand, saying unto thee, Fear not, I will help thee. That is Isaiah 41, 13. Now that is just a couple of verses down from Psalm 41, 10, where it says, Fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee. Yea, I will help thee. Yea, I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. Does it get any better than that? I mean, think about that. I will. This is the psalmist said, I will. Look, this is what God said. I will do these things. It doesn't get any better than the things that God says he will do. And so we find ourselves learning where our help comes from. Our help comes from the Lord, the one who never closes his eyes in sleep, but is always awake. Therefore, verse 5, we see from the rest of the chapter, not only the Lord of the help, but the lookout of the help. And I use the word lookout for a guard. The Lord is thy keeper, the guardian, the one who guards us, the one who's watching over us. He's the one that's watching over us. If the Lord's watching over me, I'm in good hands. In fact, the Lord is thy shade upon thy right hand. The sun shall not smite thee by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord shall preserve thee from all evil. He shall preserve thy soul. The Lord shall preserve thy going out and thy coming in from this time forth and even forevermore. The Lord is my keeper. We can run to him and be safe. The fact that we can run to him and be safe is something we need to remind ourselves always, especially as we look at verses like Proverbs in chapter number 18 and verse number 10, where it says, The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous runneth into it and is safe. If you are saved, you're clothed in Christ's righteousness, and you have the name of the Lord. And just calling on his name is a strong tower. This has the idea of a tower that's not going to be knocked down or knocked out. It is a place that we can run into and be okay. In Heavens 911, Psalm 91.1, He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. He that is inhabiting, dwelling, continually staying in the secret place of the Most High, mm, that abiding place, that secret place that covers us from the rest of the world where God can hide us, that special place that he covers us over where we abide, we dwell, we remain, we stay permanently under the shadow of the Almighty. 
wow, does it not get any better than that? The Lord is our protector, our keeper, and that's where we dwell in the place of safety and protection. He said in Psalm 91, verse 2, I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge. Hallelujah. He is my refuge, a place of shelter. He is my fortress. He is not only my place of shelter, but He is my place of of strongness there there will be nothing that's going to get hold of me he's my fortress he's my god in him will i trust verse 4 says he shall cover thee with his feathers and under his wings shalt thou trust his truth shall be thy shield and buckler Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, because he doesn't sleep or slumber, nor for the arrow that flieth by day. And he goes on and talks about all of these things. Verse 9, Because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the most high thy habitation, there shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. The Lord is my keeper. He is my guardian. He is the warden. He is my protector. He is the one that is the shade upon my right hand. And we see that God is good. Now we look at verses 6 and 7 and 8. The sun shall not smite thee by day, nor the moon by night. When we take a look at this, we see here God created the objects of the universe to be beneficial, but they can also hurt us. The sun can burn you up and certainly cause troubles for you. You can get too much into it. But he said, the sun shall not smite thee by day, nor the moon by night. It will not harm you. It will not do that which you do not want it to do. I will take care of that. But here's what I will do, and I love this. Think about this very, very carefully. The Lord shall preserve thee from all evil. How about that? The word preserve has everything to do with guard you. He'll be very careful to watch over you. He is going to point out all the evil. He is actually going to not only point it out, he's going to tell you steer clear from that. Don't go any further. Stay away from that. And not only that, if you try to stray, he will convict you through the Holy Spirit. He will say, uh-uh, not the place to go. If you continue, he will then send chastisement. He will do everything he can. Now, if you want to keep going, you can do that. But my friend, he wants to guard and guide you. And if you want to step out from his care, you're going to get clobbered. But you stay in his care, everything will be okay. Over in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, he said, Paul said, now these things were our examples. Now what things was he talking about? Well, you have to go up above to the first few verses where it talks about how the, I don't want you to be ignorant, brethren, about our fathers that were under the cloud and they passed through the sea and, then, and how they did eat the spiritual meat the same. They drank the same spiritual drink, for they drank the spiritual rock, capital R, that followed them. And that rock was Christ. But with many of them, God was not well pleased, for they were overthrown in the wilderness. Now, these things, where they, they fell for temptations, where they slipped and got away from God, they were written for our examples. To the intent that we should not lust after evil things as they also lusted and not be like they were. They were idolaters and all those things. They rose up to drink and uh, sat down to play and all that thing. He said, I don't want you to be any of that. Don't be any of those that tempt Christ. And certainly don't go murmur like they murmured and build the calves like they did. 
these things happen unto them as in samples, and they are written for our admonition, upon whom the ends of the world are come. Wherefore, let him that thinketh he standeth, take heed lest he fall. Think about that. Don't be bragging, but there hath no temptation taken you. The context is not trials, but temptations. But such as is common to man, it's common for us to be tempted away from. The devil wants to tempt us. The world, the flesh, and the devil are constantly trying to tempt us and, and pull us away. But listen, there hath no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. It's common, but God is faithful, who will not suffer or allow you to be tempted above that ye are able, but will with the temptation make a way of escape that you may be able to bear it. Wherefore, my dearly beloved, flee from idolatry. You can do it. He's made a way out. Run. And I, I take it, I kind of take it like this. You're on the, the roadway of life, running 60 mile an hour. You think things are really great. So you're really kicking it into gear, running down the roadway of life. But up ahead, there's danger. And God begins to signal you. You can't see it. You haven't gotten to the place where it's in your sight yet. But God begins to signal you, don't go this way. Uh, you've got a problem up ahead. This is not the next step. This is not where I want you to go. And then when you see that and you hear that and the Spirit of God convicts, oh, whoa, you need to get off this way. My road turns. You're fixing to go into the way of the world. Look for his off-ramp to the next place he wants you to go. He's going to give you an off-ramp, a place that you can be able to bear it. He'll make a way. God will make a way when there seems to be no way. So he concluded that to the Corinthians saying, Wherefore, my dearly beloved, flee from idolatry. You can get away from that. Well, we come over back. The Lord shall preserve thee from all evil. Thank God that he can preserve you from all evil. And that he has that ability to guard you and garrison you about and hedge you up. And he shall preserve thy soul he is going to protect the very breath that's in you and you will not take your last breath till he says it's time nobody checks out of this life until god says it's time and god's the one that holds the record book now i know that people do things and there are murders and things but they couldn't do it if it had not gone through uh, the permission of god we must always remind ourselves that god has a different picture than we did he sees the whole thing so we see here he says, that Lord shall preserve thee from all evil. He shall preserve thy soul. Now, verse number eight, he shall, the Lord shall preserve thy going out and thy coming in from this time forth, even forevermore. Now, think about that. The Lord shall preserve your going in and coming out. He is going, there's not a step that you take going, coming, that he is not watching. There's not one step you have ever taken not one that he has not watched over and set a guard out not one time think about that and i'm going to tell you something that to me speaks volumes of how much god loves us and what he does for us what an incredible thing that god has done and you say well i don't know i can't i can't see god's hand well, the poem says, One night I dreamed a dream as I was walking along the beach with my Lord. And across the dark sky flashed scenes from my life. For each scene, I noticed two sets of footprints in the sand, one belonging to me and one to my Lord. 
And the last scene of my life flashed before me. I looked back at the footprints in the sand, and I noticed that many times along the path of my life, especially at the very lowest and saddest times, there was only one set of footprints. This really troubled me, so I asked the Lord about it. Lord, you said once I decided to follow you, you'd walk with me all the way. But I noticed that during the saddest and most troublesome times of my life, there was only one set of footprints. I don't understand why. When I needed you the most, you would leave me. He whispered, my precious child, I love you and will never leave you. Never, ever during your trials and testings. When you saw only one set of footprints, it was then that I carried you. Not sure who the person was that wrote that. But boy, what an incredible thought process and what a truth to know. The Lord shall preserve thy going out and thy coming in from this time forth and forevermore. Meaning from the time of your salvation. By the way, before your salvation, you were being protected. Because God knows who's going to be saved. And if you just jump over real quick to the book of Hebrews, in chapter 1, it talks about these angels. And it talks about how, And thou, Lord, in the beginning hast laid the foundation of the earth, and the heavens, and the works of thine hands. They shall perish, but thou remainest. They all shall wax old as a garment, and as a vesture thou shalt fold them up, and they shall be changed. But thou art the same, and thy years shall not fail. But to which of the angels said he at any time, Sit on my right hand until I make thine enemies thy footstool? Are they not all ministering spirits sent forth to minister for them who shall be heirs of salvation? Who shall be heirs of salvation? Those who are going to be saved. Can you imagine what my guardian angel had to go through before I got saved? Some of the daredevil things that I did when I was a kid, but my goodness, the Lord preserved my going and coming, and then I got saved, and he has been doing it ever since, and we can say without a doubt that the Lord is my help. I know where to look. I know where to locate it. It's in him, my help me. I know the Lord of the help. I know his power in the creation, and I know the lookout of my help. I know that he is the guard. I'm so glad that he is leading me And I want to tell you something as we leave this broadcast today. He will lead you all the way. And I'm going to leave you with a song that uh, I believe is one of my favorites that's not sung much today. Someday life's journey will be o'er and I shall reach that distant shore. I'll sing while entering heaven's door. Jesus led me all the way. If God should let me there review the winding paths of earth I knew, it would be proven clear and true. Jesus led me all the way. And hitherto my Lord has led. Today he guides each step I tread. And soon in heaven it will be said, Jesus led me all the way. Jesus led me all the way. Led me step by step each day. I will tell the saints and angels as I lay my burdens down. Jesus led me all the way. Thank God for his leadership. Thank God the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord and he delights in them. And thank God when troublesome times come, I can lift up mine eyes to the hills from which cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord. Father, in the name of Jesus, help us to keep seeking and looking, locating and learning and growing. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. This is Pastor Walton praying you have an absolutely awesome week. Yes, I believe every word that he said. 
what he said he would do How I love his precious word It thrills me through and through I believe every word is true Oh, I believe every word that he said is true I believe he'll do exactly what he said he would do How I love his precious word It thrills me through and through I believe every You've been listening to the Teaching Timeless Truths radio broadcast with Pastor Roger Walton. You can send all correspondence to tttbroadcasts at gmail.com. Tune in again next week for another Timeless Truth.